Hey everybody, it's Maylee Thomas with Texas Homegrown Music, and I've got a guest today that you're going to love. He's been playing music for almost 60 years. He's got a new record coming out called Riverside. We're going to be playing some of the tracks off of it. You'll be hearing it first right here on Texas Homegrown Music. You're going to love this guy. What an icon for Texas. So I'm not going to take up too much time. I'm going to sing a song off one of my older records called Like a Lily. because It tells a story of my childhood, and that's what Guthrie does. He tells stories and takes you there. So we'll be right back with Guthrie Kennard, and right now yours truly singing Like a Lily. Strong like a lily, rich as a river, washed in the blood I've been delivered. Mama was a dancer. 
PR guys with with Guthrie Kennard and Guthrie, say hello to my audience. Hello, audience. How y'all doing today? <laughs> I am so thrilled to have you on the show, and I, I'm the bummer for me is that we have this time thing because I know you've got some stories that I could probably dedicate two or three shows to, and still not even get the tip of the iceberg on on things that Guthrie Kennard has done. Some we can talk about, some we won't talk about. How about that? <laughs> that sounds good to me. <laughs> well, I did a little bit of research on you, and if I am correct, I think you're going to be approaching pretty soon 60 years of playing music. Yes, ma'am, I am. Is that right? I think so. I guess we started right, you know, of course, everybody's influenced by the Beatles, of course, and, you know, all that English stuff. Yeah, once I saw the Beatles, it was all over West, so I guess I was about 13. 14. That came out in 63, wasn't it? So yeah. you were just a you're just a kid and you decided at that point is that what it is that what reeled you into music? It, it was. I mean, I've always loved music. My parents were into music and my of course my older sister loved Elvis and and everything and so by the time when that Beatles came out and of course I love Bo Diddley and everybody, you know, listening to the radio back then. It was only AM radio back then. And so, yeah. and so once I saw the Beatles and, you know, I said, yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah, I understand you even ran away from home and that your dad had to call the <laughs> call the call the powers that be to get you back. Well, I did. I left. You, I lived with a cat named Joe Russell and uh, went down to Atlanta, Georgia. And I, I guess, yeah, that was, I was quite young and they did. Of course, you had to go to school back then until you were 16. And uh, yeah, they kind of brought me back home, made me go back to school for a minute. <laughs> and uh, well, Guthrie, you, know, you, um, you started out, you started out obviously loving music and wanting to play. Did you, um, did you feel like you started out doing exactly what you wanted to do? And which instrument did you pick up first? Was it bass always early on? No, it's in our neighborhood. You know, all of us kids, you know, we started a band, but none, none of us had instruments. <laughs> and but the second thing is once we got some instruments, it was guitars. You know, it's like all the cheap ones like silver tones and whatever they were back then. And it and so the worst guitar player got to be the bass player back then. And of course that was me. <laughs> so I started playing <laughs> so I started playing bass. You know, and uh, so I just played bass for years and got away with it and decided, oh, I don't know, about 2000. I've, I've always written songs, even when I was playing bass, but I, I really couldn't, I hadn't found my own voice yet. And uh, yeah, it, it's been a, it's been a quite a ride going from, it took me a long time for people to take me serious writing these songs compared to, oh, you're a bass player and blah, 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 blah. And so, but it's been a cool ride, you know, I've, as long as the songs work, I'm going to keep writing them. Well, the songs definitely work for me. I, I like songs that, you know, I'm, I mean, obviously we all like something that resonates with our with our life. But I also like songs that tell stories. And that's one of the beautiful things about um, doing what I'm doing and interviewing all these Texas artists. Because I tell you what, Texas, Texas musicians can tell some stories. And um I, I just listening to some of the things that you've written. You, you tell me a little bit about that too, because you um, you toured with so many different 
different bands and did so many different things and, and writing and probably pitching songs. And you've, you, you go ahead and give me some of those accolades that you've gotten because you've actually had some major artists, um, you know, record some of your music. And I think I read somewhere where you, um, you're, you yourself ha- can tout that you had a top 10 Americana record as well. I did. I went on Matchbox. It's been it's been a while ago. It was uh, in the Americana churches in the top ten in the United States, and in Europe it went to number two. Jason Isbell beat me out on number one in Europe, but and so uh, and and rightfully so. But uh, it was nice just to be in that league, you know, and, and watching on the Americana charts, watching that, you know, the uh, Matchbox CD or the, whatever song it was. I can't remember. It was in the top 10. It was up there with Dylan and, you know, Springsteen and all the Tom Petty because Americana is a wide variety of music. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of like a lane that um, that everybody can kind of fall into, and I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually fond of it on on that one point. I don't like when people feel like they have to be pigeonheld to a style, and um, and so because. To me, you and, and a lot of artists that I know, you're an artist and you can sing lots of different kinds of music. I mean, I, I, I hear blues and I hear um, rock and I hear country and, you know, I and a little bit of jazz stuff sometimes. I mean, and I, I just like to listen to an artist. I don't want to have to be, you know, told that they're just that style. And uh, I, it's interesting to me how when you go overseas to the UK, Americana is a huge place of all types of artists. That's true. That's true. Would you agree? It, 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 because there's there's no charge for rock and roll anymore. I think now that's that's the genre they put. You know, from Tom Petty to Bruce Springsteen, Dylan, and everybody in, which is cool because there's a market and it's not like it not like it used to be. I mean, you can be any age and and in in play the music that you love playing and write it or put it out and just throw it up against the wall and see what happens. But I think that's the beauty of the uh, quote unquote genre Americana. There's just so many different styles in that. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And, and, and I, I actually love it. I'm a, I'm a fan of it. And I, um, I, I love the fact that uh, we don't have to, tell people and artists is get you know only rock and roll only country blues jazz like i said to me all of that is a, is you know just in the big melting pot of the americana product that they're they're saying but um you you know, I, I read somewhere else or they early on you you did a lot of traveling overseas what was what was your first major uh thing thing that you noticed about being you know away from the states and the the way that they treated music and especially people from texas what 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 would you remember early on in those travels because that that had to be something for you to to go overseas and and see you know i i was well in my probably my 20s before i ever left um the country how old were you when you went? What did you think? Oh, probably. It was in the 90s. I think I was closer to 50 before I got over there. First time I ever went over there, I was playing with Mark Benno. And so, of course, okay. Mark uh, was doing really well. He had just 
well, I think one is Grammy and all that stuff. And he signed with the so you, uh, so you, you didn't travel there when you were younger. So no, I, I, I always got wanted my, to. I got my history wrong. So you actually didn't go over there until in the nineties, which is when you really got started started getting really serious about doing your own stuff too. But you went over there with Mark Benno the first time. We did, we did. We went over there and backed him up, and we did a, a, a Oni Filter, which is a big German television show. With the Rolling Stones had been on, and everybody that's in the music business. So we did that show, then toured all over Germany and stuff, and then came back, and then we did a, in two thousand. Eddie Martin is a big blues artist over there. I was playing bass. With, with Mark and Eddie. And, okay. and so Eddie came over to Texas and Jimmy now ended up backing him up as a rhythm section. And he says, you want to come to England and play with me over in England? And that was really, you know, I, I'd been to England once before, but that's when I really went over there and started living over there for a while and playing with Eddie. And it was just awesome. Okay. I'd be there right now if it wasn't for COVID. <laughs> Is that right? You love it. Be cool. What? What? I love. What, what's England the what's, in Ireland? What? What part of England do you love? Uh, I call Bristol. Bristol is actually my second home. Bristol, England. Okay. And I've, so I've that's been, where I've I been to I, Bristol. I actually. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love played Bristol in Bristol. In the I I played there in. Uh, believe it or not, I played there with the gospel group a long, 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 long time ago. And um, right. and I wish I would have been over there playing rock and roll because I think I probably would have liked it so much better. But but even still, I was really surprised at how much they love Western music and they, you know, anything that came from the States, people would come out to see them. Um, and it, it was just it was really a, it was really a nice treat you know because like you didn't get that excitement as much here as you did when you went overseas yeah i think because of the culture that you know growing up with the arts in that part of the world is a big deal and here the arts are sometimes they're in the background instead of in the forefront you know and it's it's a it's just oh i just love it it's beautiful country and the people are awesome and and I just love playing over there. I love playing here, too. Don't get me wrong. But uh, if I had my choice, I had my choice. If I could, I'd live over there six months and live here six months. Well, you'd probably be able to do that pretty soon. This COVID thing is going to run its course eventually. We've, we're, we've been in it. We're in year number two now. And um, so yeah. hopefully, hopefully it's going to start, um, you know, the numbers will start going down somewhat and we'll see some changes as as they always do. I mean, we've through history, we've seen what happens through a pandemic and it's just a bummer. I think that um, because of social media and because of the fact that we've been able to know what's going on all over the world, um, the impact has been so much greater on all of us because we know what it's doing and how it's affecting so many lives. And the saddest part for me was seeing how it affected musicians and the fact that I think music is part of, part of what keeps us alive and makes us feel so vibrant and you know in touch with the re the world and for us to have been squelched that opportunity to share it um has been really hard and especially live music because i 
I think uh, last night I went to uh, see a, a young artist out of Austin named uh, Suzanne Santo. If you ever get a chance to listen to her, I would recommend it highly. She's really, really good. And uh, and I thought it was interesting because I'm the kind of person that once I see someone play live, then I go back and listen to their music and I can really appreciate it more. And I don't know if it's because I felt like I was in touch with them, you know, seeing them play it or what. But um, I'm I'm a big proponent of live music. Oh, I am, too. I don't because I'm playing so much. I don't get to see a lot of other people play. And but when I get a chance to, I love going out and watching them play, especially the people that I really want to hear. Well, and that's. And that's where I'm at in my life right now. I'm not playing as much as I used to. And so I have this opportunity now. Um, I'm getting to be, I'm, you know, a little bit more picky about what I do and not, not to say that I'm picky about the rooms, but I just don't, I'm not uh, forced to play as often as I used to, you know, I've got um, other, other things and other ways to bring, you know, put food on the table and money in the pocket. Um, Whereas before, you know, you just took every gig you could possibly do six, seven nights a week and you never got to see anybody. And, and even, even openers, because most of the time, you know, you're trying to just get your, your head in the game. And I, I would step out and listen to bands or, you know, stay a little longer to hear the band after me when we were doing double bills or triple bills or whatever. Right. But now I'm really taking advantage of the opportunity to go out and listen to um, other artists and, uh, and I'm going to come out and hear you Guthrie, because I am, um, uh. I, you know, it's been a long time. I, we used to play a lot of the same rooms back in the in the two thousands in the in the nineties. Back when Deep Ellum and all, we had the blues rooms and we had all the all the places yeah. on Greenville Avenue and lots of venues in Fort Worth. I remember playing Caravan of Dreams all the time and some of these rooms that you know they're long gone. They are. That was a great room too. I think one of the first times I think I saw you was. At the hard eight, no, not the hard eight. At the hard rock, uh, hard rock over in yeah. Dallas. Well, it, yeah. you it were could killing, be the hard eight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I bet there was a lot of. Right, I, I bet there was probably a lot of heartache in that place. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know but, you. No, the, had, yeah, the hard rock. You've got a new record. You've got some new music out, and I uh, I'm getting ready to play Mama's Cooking, and I I just love that song, by the way, and I I actually saw you play that on um, Boarded Up Music. Um, we did a we did a stint with uh, them as well, and so I went on Boarded Up Music, and I heard you do that, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's just so so great, I love it, and um, so I'm gonna play that song right now. So if you guys just tuned in, you're listening to Texas Homegrown Music with yours truly here, Maylee Thomas, and my guest is Guthrie Kennard, and he's sitting in the studio with his with his uh, guitar. So when he comes back, I'm gonna have him do a little bit of stuff for you, uh, and you'll know just why this guy is an iconic Texas artist and why I love having him on the show today so we're gonna play mama's cooking right now and we'll be back texas homegrown Shout 
well, we're back with Guthrie, and um, he while we were off the air, he's been in. He's in the studio right now, strumming his guitar and and, uh, and singing. I want to. I want him to sing a song for you guys. Um, it's called "Across the River," and um, Guthrie. I'm sure you hear this all the time, but uh, you know you're. You remind me a whole lot, you know, of, of Ray Wiley Hubbard. I'm sure you hear that a lot. But what I love about you is you're not afraid to just belt out something and just as a, like you're talking talking to me right now, just belt out a song. And I, I really think that you were just born to do this from the womb. And you've learned that if you don't do it, you're just not alive. I heard you say um, that you're you're not a uh, civilian, you're a lifer. And I love that line. Yeah, that you're not a civilian, you're a lifer. That this is just, this is something that you had to do for the for all of your life. It is, it, and I and I I still love doing it more than ever. Playing with the you still got a lot of, lot of music left in you. You still I hope got a lot so. of music left in you, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, you do. Look at Willie's eighty. What is Willie now? Eighty seven. Yeah, eighty seven. Yeah, and you know he's still got it going on. I still yeah, I, I still like to, to hear him play. And, I know with Ryan Tharp playing you, plays with me with the band and and Drew and. And uh, Jacob Fur, and they're their own artists in their own right. And Clint, and uh, th- those guys keep me pretty young. <laughs> well, um, you're in some high cotton there if you got those dudes playing with it. That's that's their that's the generation following. That's you know all of these cats like all of you guys. It's nice to know that they're actually in your presence because they're when you're gone, they'll still continue your music. I can guarantee it. I know that, that- that's all we can hope for. That is, and I love those. I don't. I call them kids, and they're not kids; they're grown men. But I love them so much, and without them, oh, they would be a big void in my life because they've been so good to me. And we've been out on tour out across the United States together, and and they just, uh, they just. I can't tell you how much that. Uh, number one, I respect them as people, and they're such wonderful well, people as musicians as well. There's a kindred spirit there. That's why they they feel a kindred spirit with you and they want to be around it. And I don't blame them. It's like a flame that just a fire that burns and you just want to be a part of it. And uh, there's a warmth to all of that. So will you, will you play a little bit across, of Across the River for us? I, I will. Thank you, Maylee. Cross the river to the other side Don't say much anymore Talk politics or religion Forgotten more I remember And a preacher hold a roll But I sing hallelujah 
South Carolina in an old whorehouse calculating the wages sin between the devil and the Holy Ghost. Took a bus from the desert to the eastern shore Cross the English Channel wearing boots with the Spanish toe. And I sing hallelujah. County room, think of her every time I hear a train whistle blow. Like a cigarette, gambling on the reservation, had a long distance conversation with Charlie White Buffalo. And I sing hallelujah. So pick me up in the morning Take me for a ride On the road outside of Richmond Cross the river to the other side And I sing hallelujah Hallelujah Hallelujah. All right, Maylee. <laughs> Dude, awesome. that is so beautiful. And uh, you covered it all <laughs> from, from, from the Holy Ghost to the horse. <laughs> you, you covered it all I in know, that song. Well, and that's what I love about your writing. Uh, Guthrie, that's what I love about your storytelling because it's real life and um, it, it's, you know, you don't hold any punches. You tell it like it is and you do it in a way that really resonates with all of us and touches our hearts and our souls. And I love the, um, I, I love your voice. I love that gruff that that sound that says I've lived it I know what I'm talking about and I'm I'm just you got a fan just want you to know you got a major fan here and I'm just so thrilled that you're here today to to talk about your music and talk about tell what you still got in store and like you said you've got these young guys and I say young because they're young compared to us that are yeah. um touring with you and want to be a part of your music and there's nothing better than the legacy that we can have when we have a coalition of another generation that wants to be a part of something that we've been a part of for so long and um you're you're going on 60 years of playing music mm-hmm. um think about that <laughs> think about that oh i know it's, that, it's that's, been... a, that's an amazing ride and you've still got more to go 
you still got more to go. I know you do. There's lots of songs in there and there's lots of um, wisdom in, in having survived for this long. And I say survived because I think our generation has been through some stuff. You know, when I think about um, all of the different things that have happened um, since we were kids from assassinations to, you know, the, these wars that we were involved in that we may or may not feel, feel like we should have been. And I'm not going to get into that because I don't want to talk politics today. But I will say this, that music has always been a way for us to all come together. And I'm continuing to always strive to let people know that music is important in your life and, you know, find what, what it is that speaks to you and fill your heart and soul with it because it is a universal language. It really is. It is our little bracelet. I did a, a little deal, a little festival thing, and they gave these bracelets out. It says when words, what does it say? When words fail, music speaks. So I wear this little bracelet because oh, it's really with support of cancer uh, folks and everything. And, and uh, yeah, so it's like, you're right. It's music is a very healing thing. I, uh, you know, I have some friends that, that are, are very autistic and, and, and other, you know, brain with other brain situations going on. And when they hear music, situation. the whole world becomes a whole new life. And uh, I don't know. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's just it's just beautiful to see how music can be such a medicine to to so many. So it's so true. And um, and what I what I love about it, I think one of the things that I I found so interesting the first time I spent any time in a country that didn't speak the same language was. Um, uh, when George and I spent some time in Africa, and we actually we actually have a daughter from Ethiopia that we ended up um, ad adopting when she was nine years old from an orphanage over there. She's 23 now, and uh, she was just with me this morning on a walk. And I started thinking about um, how when what resonated with me the most about being over there is though we didn't speak the same language at all, when we started singing, it was as if the language barrier had been broken and they could feel our sincere appreciation and love for them just through the music, even though they couldn't understand the words that we were saying. There was something about being able to sing and play music that just, it was like a blanket of love that was just thrown over them and they felt it and, and, and it was reciprocated back. And, and that's the beauty of music to me. As to myself as well, it's uh, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, you you know, you see, like I get a really kick out of these young kids that are about oh, you know, three or four years old, and I'm at a show, and you can see their little bodies moving in different ways to to the rhythm of the music, and they each of them have their own little soul. It's just just awesome if the whole world could just be like that. Well, you know, um, there's lots of there's there's lots of uh, scriptures for those that are um, into the biblical things. And there's lots of prose and poetry that's been written about how if we could just be like a child and look through the world, look at the world as a child sees it, even as an adult, we would be so much better off. And that's why I tell people all the time, I'm never really going to grow up. I'm just going to get older. I'm just not going to grow up. I, <laughs> I just refused. I just 
just refused uh, to be an adult. <laughs> I know. I feel like I like seeing the uh, feel like, that. Yeah, I feel like t- even today, it's like you know uh, about music is. I feel like it's. I, it's like hearing the Beatles for the first time back in our day. It's, it was awesome, and I still feel that way. And, Don't you know uh, when you when you hear a song that you like, or even when you when you write something and you and you and you you get it out and you actually you know record it in the way that you heard it in your head, which. I'll be honest with you. It doesn't happen very often with me. I don't know what it is. I'm I'm just still working on trying to do that because everything that I hear inside of me and feel inside of me, sometimes I just can't seem to put into words. So it's sometimes doesn't, doesn't get captured, but there's a great feeling um, for me when I discover something that I love like that. And um, you know, when it's, it's kind of like when, you know, when you're playing a show and you connect with people on something and you can feel that energy and you, know that you've you're like the conduit that put it out there and you can feel it coming right back at you you know what i mean oh no it's the best thing in the world i mean you can't get much higher than that no and i don't know about you guthrie but it really doesn't it has nothing to do with the size of the crowd at all it has nothing to do with how many people are out there it's really more about where my where i'm at um at the moment and where you know that where they're at at the moment and there's sometimes these connections that happen and it's like i know that this is what i was born to do and i feel like i found my you know it's it's a nice thing to have because I kind of knew very early on, just like you did, that this was what I was born to do. And um, and I and I certainly am not um, I haven't gotten I haven't done near as what much as you've done in your life. But I still feel like I've been a success to myself because I'm still playing music and I'm still enjoying it. And in my uh, as long as I'm still loving it, I'm going to keep doing it. I tell everybody I'm going to be doing it till they throw dirt in my face because well, this is just what it, I was born to do. Yeah, that is being successful. You don't have to have millions of dollars and. And, you know, and stuff. I mean, it's Grammys and awards and on and all that on the door. It's I mean, it's a wonderful thing. And I I think it's beautiful for, for people that have that. But um, I, I feel like if you're still playing music um, and you're out and enjoying it, then you're you're a success. You're, you've made it. I mean, it's, it's, it's not I've like there's just this place you're going to get to. I know I've never been envy of anybody. I've always been a big supporter of those people, whoever it is, their talents. And I've loved, I love learning from the people. I, I love watching people that will teach me something though. But at the same time, I, I've never been envy and I've always wanted to shoot. How can I play guitar like that? Of course, I just, you know, I, I'll see Ryan playing and I'm going, Oh, you know, man, I wish I could hit a lick like that, but it's just I I can't do it. So, but that's why I have Ryan. Well, that's not. It's I not don't need for to. you to do it. That's just right. You don't need to. That's how yeah. I feel. I just surround myself with really good players, and, and I'm like, okay, I don't need to do that. Well, um, uh, I'm going to play Trouble right now because I dig this song. I like it's a it's a it's a up tempo song that uh, that I, I really enjoy. So we're going to play Trouble, and we come back. I want to talk to you about some things that you've got cooking in. Uh, in the future here too so if you guys just tuned in you're listening to texas homegrown music my guest is guthrie Kennard, and uh guthrie you're just such a charmer i just love you you really you really are a cool dude we'll be right back after this song trouble 
ain't the beer, it's the whiskey. singing a song called voicemail and he's going to be our guest next time so you guys be sure to tune in what a really great guy he is and he plays with ottoman turks which is another band out of texas you need to check out but we'll have billy law right here on the show next week so don't forget to check in hey everybody we're back with guthrie Kennard, and um if you guys listen to that him singing across the river you know now why um i love this cat and why so many people do and why he's got all these young artists flocking around and wanting to just have a little piece of that it's it's kind of like uh when you when you're around people you hope some of it rubs off and i'm sure that's how ryan and the boys feel about you Guthrie, because you really do have that thing you've got that it you've got that whatever it is that you've been soaked in and um you know that life has just gifted you with this ability to write and and to really resonate with people in your in your soul versions of your songs i just love it and um i'm looking forward to listening down i got sent some of your music that uh, you just released recently and i'm gonna put it on my playlist i'm gonna learn some of these songs and surprise you and come out to one of your shows and you're gonna have to pull me up there and let me sing with you so so I can say that I oh. I did I did that. I'm going to I'm going to add that to my bucket list. <laughs> oh man, that'd be awesome, Maylee. Oh, I just think the world of you and I think you're awesome singer Well, you know, um you've got a song that I'm going to play um in a little bit that um it's kind of interesting. You wrote this song. I think you I think I looked at it. You wrote it about 7 or 8 years ago and it's called Living in These Times. And if you, if I didn't know better, I'd have thought you just wrote it in the last year or two with everything that we've been going through. Oh, uh, well, thank you. I wrote it back. Oh, I can't remember what they actually call it back when they were protesting in Dallas about the banks and everything. Yeah, that might have even been longer than that. But um you know, there's always protesting going on there. There has been. No, but, and I think it's a great thing that we have. No, it was a good protest. It was about, you know, yeah, the banks, you know, really screwing over the poor people thing and stuff. So I wrote that and it was kind of like, of course, I love Woody Guthrie. No relation, but yep. I, I am named after his uh, f- uh, his his father. But he got through his father from my great grandfather. They were friends. But anyhow, so I wrote that in a response to that. And so it was like, it's kind of like my Woody Guthrie's anthem, not comparing the two, because, you know, this, this, 
this land is your land, but I wanted to write something in that vein. And so I think I cheated. Well, um, yeah, you did. For the people. I love it. I, and I, right on. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, I'm the I'm the peace sign girl. I'm all about promoting peace, and um, but also I want equality, and I want um, I want everybody to have a fair shake at um, at, you know, at the same things that we're all given the ability to have. I want everybody to be able to have that, and you know, I, a lot of people might say that that's socialism, but I don't think it's socialism at all. I think it's about us um, taking care of one another and giving it shall be given into you, pressed down. You know. What I mean, it's it's really more about just being I don't kind think so at all. Yeah, because you know, I'm I a big John Lennon fan as well. You know, and that's why I'm saying well, power to the people. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of the same way there, Guthrie. I I I resonate very much so with the underdogs, and um, I you know I, I I grew up in a very meager background, and um, but I have been very blessed. And I think a lot of it for me is because I've always just been open to all people. I've never, you know, I've, yeah. I've just always felt like we all should get along and I'm, you know, I, different races, different religions. It's all about being kind to one another and we've got to coexist in this world together. Or we're just going to, it's going to be a sad, sad day. And I'm, I'm actually one of those people that's encouraged by the generations coming up because I think that my, my kids and the younger generations that are coming up are more understanding of that concept of being inclusive and, um, and actually, you know, wanting to coexist with all these different styles. I don't want us to all be the same. Oh, I agree with you. You know, like I was thinking the other day, I was like, when I was growing up, you know, I didn't know what a Baptist was. I didn't know what a Catholic was. I didn't know what a Jewish person was. I didn't know what a black person was. All I knew is that my grandmother would come after me with that switch, and there was only two things, right and wrong. (laughs) 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 And and if I was wrong, boy, that switch would go across my legs. And I, that's the yeah, only well, two things I knew growing up, right and wrong. Well, so my grandma was more about mean and nice. And, by, you know, my my poor brother, my little brother got the switch all the time because he was mean. I never got that switch. I was always nice. <laughs> I knew, I knew oh, better. I, <laughs> no, I was pretty rowdy. You, um, yeah, I tell you. Were you a rowdy boy? <laughs> I think I was. I, I, I come imagine. from a pretty big family. Yes. Yeah. yeah. My so brother tell me Scott. about your Don't family. Apologize. We didn't really talk about that. Um, tell me about your family and um, what you've got. What you've got going on. I know you just said you've got some grandchildren. So you want to tell me real quick what you what you've what your legacy is on the family here? Oh, I guess my. You know. I, I probably will say the wrong thing because I, I was doing that television show back when it was on the Troubadour Texas thing. And they asked me what my yeah. le- legacy would be. And that's it's my music. And of course, all of my children got mad at me and stuff. <laughs> and I, go, I, th- I thought we were, you know, would say so. I guess my children, I got wonderful children. They're just awesome and grandchildren. And I, I, I love them dearly. Living in these times of Living in these times of heart Or living in these days they are Living in these times
Like me, I hope you guys had a wonderful time learning about um, Guthrie Kennard. And I'm going to close the show. He made reference to Woody Guthrie, the Oklahoma folk singing songwriter that uh, has changed a lot of what folk singing was about for years. So I'm going to um, sing this song. Actually, I'm going to play this song. Oh, I could sing a little bit of This Land is Your Land. Yeah, there you go. Um, Woody Guthrie, This Land is Your Land, folk singing icon from 
little old town up in Oklahoma. I think it's called Okima. And uh, he really did. Um, he really did change the face of folk music for years right around here in Texas, in Oklahoma and all over this country. So we're going to close the show with him today. Say God bless all of you. I hope that you'll tune in. Thank you for supporting Texas Homegrown Music. Peace out, everybody. Remember to love life. You get out of it what you put into it. Big shout out to Tubbs Brewery and the Guitar Sanctuary for making this show possible. And we'll see you next time with Billy Law. This land is your land and this land is my land. California to the New York Island and the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters. This land was made for you and me. As I went a walk in that ribbon of highway, I saw above me that endless skyway, saw below me that golden valley. This land was made for you and me. I roamed and rambled and I followed my footsteps to the sparkling sands of her diamond deserts. All around me a voice was sounding. This land was made for you and me. When the sun comes shining, then I was strolling, and the wheat fields waving, and the dust clouds rolling. The voice was chanting as the fog was lifting. This land was made for you and me. This land is your land, and this land is my land. From California to the New York Island, from Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters, this land was made for you and me. When the sun comes shining, then I was strolling, and the wheat fields waving, and the dust clouds rolling, the voice coming chanting, and the fog was lifting. This land was made for you.